And welcome to episode 46 of the Lace My Podcast. I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett Dubuff. Lots to talk about on the show today. We're previewing the Eastern Conference. We've got a big signing in the NHL. Uh, two other minor signings. Uh, also, coach got extended. And uh, a lot of other things. Uh, updates on the injury front. It's And of course, yeah, the World Cup of Hockey is over. And... Uh, Canada is still the best, apparently. <laughs> uh, so we'll the talk Bruins about are that. The best. Uh, first of all, a couple of quick shout outs. Um, shout outs to the Carlton Ravens and the Ottawa GGs. Um, they they play the two football teams every year they meet in what has been known as the Panda Game. Been doing so, I believe, since 1955. Um, went on hiatus after Carlton lost their program, but now they're back. They have been for a couple of years now. They've won three straight Panda Games. The last one convincingly, forty-three to twenty-three, and the GGs are now no longer undefeated. But uh, both teams are doing pretty well in uh, the CIS uh, football standings. Uh, Carlton is four and two now, I believe, and uh, the GGs are now four and one, and uh, represent Canadian football very well. And uh, actually, one of the Carlton Ravens players, Travis Troughton, um, while I was waiting for my ride uh, when I was uh, getting off of work uh, yesterday, I actually saw him, and I, I didn't recognize him at first. And he, and he, and he uh, looks at the window, and he says, I like the podcast. So shout-out to oh, Travis, nice. who loves listening to the podcast, loves the show, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, shout-outs as well to all those who wore number 46 in the NHL, David Krejci, Andre Kostitsin, Roman Polak. Um but here are a couple of players I bet you didn't know that war number 46, although for a brief time. Uh, that includes Mark Giordano, Dan Girardi, Cody Franson, and Martin St. Louis. When he was briefly with the Calgary Flames, Martin St. Louis wore number 46. Uh, also, Jared Spurgeon currently wears that number. So uh, to all of the NHLers past and present who have worn number 46, this podcast is for you. It's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve. Um, so, so I didn't realize. Uh, I'm I'm glad we got a a listener who uh, like in first person in person. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, cool. he loves listening to the podcast. It's great. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah, right. We're doing so. We do social media stuff at the end now. Yeah, at the end, yeah. yeah. Now that we've gotten uh, into the habit of that, it's right. tough to get up. Yeah, now I'm like, oh, wait a It'll second. We'll get yeah. better, I promise. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, All right. Previewing, yeah, what division are we previewing first? Right, yeah. So we're going to pre. Well, since we've. Last year, if you guys remember, um, we, like, we just did an extensive thing of like who left each team who joined each team um and um, we were super in depth with it yeah we were super in depth with it but since we've been around um for a year um we've already covered all the big signings and the big departures so uh we decided to split it up to t- the preview into two um category or two weeks um so we're going to cover the eastern conference this week 
Western Conference next week. And we're really only going to talk about the playoffs and predictions for our playoffs. Um, I guess we could talk about who's going to stink. <laughs> um, well, two, what you want. maybe briefly expect from every team, if you want. Yeah, we could do that. I guess we could, like, yeah, so we'll go, like, through the Atlantic. Like, who's... Yeah. So we're definitely going to do top three in Atlantic, top three in... in oh, I said Pacific. <laughs> I just noticed that mistake. Uh, <laughs> Metro. Yeah. yeah, Metro. Um, And then maybe, like, you know, like, the one team that's going to... um. That's uh, that's gonna be the last place team in each of those divisions. Yeah, that could be in the running yeah. for Nolan Patrick, the next projected right. first overall pick. Um, yeah, um, and then we'll do the wild card picks. Which team will make the finals? And then we kind of a couple of episodes ago we did like a who's gonna make a leap, who's gonna surprise. We're gonna do a surprise team or player in each division. Um, it's, this should be someone different than who we had in that episode. Um, all right. So, uh, I guess we can do the Atlantic first. Um, yeah. So, uh, I was just, uh, the first one alphabetically one. is Boston. So I can let you take that one. if you want. Oh, are we doing this alphabetically? I thought we were just doing like top three. It, 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 oh, oh, just top three. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah, we can. And then we'll do the last yeah. one. We're not like going to go through each team. I feel oh, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Alright, so what do you think it's gonna get? So I would say I'd say Tampa is the first pick. Um I think they're just, you know, um they're the most complete team of the uh, teams in the Olympic. Top to bottom they're complete. Their their coach is even great. This is just yeah, this is assuming Kucherov is signed by then, but even still um, Even still they're they're they look scary good depth wise. Uh but they need to win now because they got a lot of questions to address after this right. year. So yeah. this is a big year for Tampa. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'd say, secondly, uh, this is a tough division because I, I feel yeah. like all these play, all these teams are flawed in a way. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say Florida. Um, I don't know if they're... Um, See, the reason why I'm struggling with Florida is just because I feel like they're a fluke. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they take a, if they yeah, regress you, this year. You don't but, know what they are yet. They have the means yeah. to be good, but they also yeah. won't. They could not be good. Yeah, because, like, last year, Luongo and Yager helped them yeah. win a lot of games, and now they're going to have, and who knows how good they'll be. They'll be this year, considering they're one year older. Um, I mean, I guess you could say that about any team, but they're also giving <laughs> up contract extensions yeah. left, right, and center, adding. And then, uh, yeah, their court. I mean, but like on the other side, is they have a lot of young players too. So yeah, um, they may, you know, it may they may have to take over, and we'll see. Like that's going to be the question mark on that yeah. team. Is Will, like, Trocek, Barkov, um, and all the, like, uh, Beek said, will they all take that leap? Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm more concerned about the performances of Keith Yandel, Riley Smith, if they're going to own up to the kind of money that they're paying them. Those are my two big concerns. But guys like Huberto and and Barkov, I'm I'm sure they're going to figure it out. 
Um, and then number, th- and then the third is gonna surprise you for okay. sure. Um, I'm gonna say the Sabers. Um, what? I know, I know, because I, I, I'm you just looking. Cookie Nylander's gonna get 70 points, and the Sabers are gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. Because, because he- hear me out. So you have, well, first off, they have a good forward core with O'Reilly, Eichel. Akposo now. Yeah. Um, Vander Kane as well. Yeah, Vander Kane. Who knows with that? Um, Sam Reinhardt uh, was pretty good too. Um, And then he also, you know, uh, this is also assuming that Ristolainen is uh, still is going to be signed. Well, you know, it's funny you should mention that because there's reason to be optimistic. I heard that he was given permission from general manager Tim Murray to stay right. with the team despite not having a contract. You don't hear that very often when it when a player doesn't have a contract, he's like, yeah, can I practice with the guys? Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. And that, and then, that's, yeah. That's a good sign of optimism if I'm the Sabres right now. Yeah, and then when I like, and also like Robin Leonard is, is decent. And then when I well, like... Here's the thing. If Buffalo is going to go that far, Leonard needs to step up. Yeah. He needs to prove to everyone that he is the guy because he, last year in his defense, he wasn't healthy. He wasn't right. able to show us that. But even in his time with Ottawa, he just didn't consistently for a full season display that. Again, mm. not maybe not really given the chance, but he's got to go out and he's got to do that now. Other yeah. question is how will their defense look? They added Kulikov in a trade with Florida. Yeah, that's an Already have Cody Franson. Assuming they have Ristolainen signed, they'll have him too. But I don't know what to make of their defense right now. And and yeah, we'll I see. think they have the makings to be a playoff team. I just don't know if it's this soon. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But, like, when I look at the Atlantic division right here, yeah. I, I, as much as I love the Bruins, I'm not sh- – I'm still – I'm, like – I'm so concerned with their defense. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm afraid to put them even in the playoffs. They might get a wild card, but um, I'm afraid to put them in the wild card. Um, the the Red Wings, who knows with them? Uh, the Canadians, I feel like are going to be bad, but you never know. With Carey Price back, the Senators are going to be decent. I feel like with um. But, like, again, that's, like, their defense is also um, questionable. Uh, yeah. Toronto is going to be better but not great. So when I look at everyone else, it's like, oh, I guess the Sabres might have the best chance of those teams that I just mentioned. But, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's so, my thing. So Tampa, Florida, and Buffalo, if I'm reading yeah, yeah. correctly, that's yes. what you have in your top that's three. That's my top three, yes. That is a very bold prediction, Cotton. Yeah, I, I hope know. it pays I off know, for I you. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't like – I'm not like a huge – I'm not like a huge Sabres guy, as you know, but um, I don't know. I, I like watching I like players play, but yeah. I, I don't know if they're a playoff team. That's all. There's this guy I've, I've played road hockey with for years. He's a Sabres fan. I'm sure he'd be thrilled to hear your prediction. All right, all right. Well, let him know then. <laughs> <laughs> Sabres are going to the playoffs. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to hear my top three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. Uh, Tampa, obviously, I think they're going to take first. They have too good a team not to take first. Florida, even though I don't know what I'm going to see from them, 
just just based on the team that they have, I'm putting them in uh, as the second seed in the Atlantic. And um, I think Montreal is going to finish third, and I'll tell you why. They have Shea Weber. Why they got Radulov, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting experiment yeah. to watch. But if Carey Price is healthy, like you, you look at the Montreal Canadiens and the fact that um, – you know, they lost a lot of one-goal games. Actually, what's interesting is they actually won more one-goal games in regulation. They won 15 of them last year than they lost. They lost 12 of them in regulation. But in 2014-2015, guess what their record was in regulation games? What? No, 20 and 6. What? That's in regulation. One-goal games, they were 20 and 6. It's a pretty glaring how much of a difference goaltending can be in this league. And Price has that knack, as I've said many times before, to win those one-goal games. A guy like Mike Condon just doesn't compare to him. And either one of two things need to happen in order for this organization to make the playoffs. They need to either win those close games or don't rely so much on them. Because if they rely so much on them and they can't pull out those one-goal victories, they're um, playing with fire. So um, I think for the time being, Montreal is going to make the playoffs down the road. I'm not quite sure, but they have Shea Weber, they have Carey Price, uh, and you know they have Patch Reddy, Gallagher, Galchenyuk. I don't think they have any reason with their team, if they are healthy, to miss the playoffs. And if they do miss the playoffs, again, Michelle Therrien better be watching this. Yeah, the thing, the thing with Montreal that worries me, I, I shouldn't say worries because I don't really like the team, but the, uh, the thing that... I'm. I would be concerned about if I was a Montreal fan. I'll say that. Um, yeah. Is yeah, you have Carey Price back, but your offense still wasn't great. Uh, you don't have PK anymore. Shea Weber isn't good anymore. Um, and you also well, like who good. knows what's going to. So your defense is going to struggle, um, and. Carey Price can't, like, as good as he is, he can't, who knows if he's going to, like, um, be as good as he was two years ago before the injury. Who knows how um, how that's going to, you know, affect his play. Um, well, yeah. if he was going to be as good as he was a couple of years ago, I'd have him first, but I don't. <laughs> right. I think they're going to be a playoff I mean, though? team, though. I, they I may think... not be a solid playoff team, but they'll be a playoff team. Yeah, I think I think Carey Price does make that much of a difference, but at the same time, it's you're still relying on a guy who just came off with an injury for a season, you know. So it's um, it's kind of uh, it's a risky move in that sense, but not as risky as what I said with Buffalo being the playoff. <laughs> thing. But yes, yeah, um, not being a wild card team, being a top three team. Yeah, anymore. yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, top. But I, I, with Go. Buffalo, I don't think they'll finish dead last in the division. I'll say that. Yeah. They'll miss the postseason. Oh, yeah, we have to do I, that, I, think, yeah. I think 30 to 35 wins, that's reasonable. I do expect more from Jack Eichel. Yep. Um, I do expect Ryan O'Reilly to continue where he left off. And if he gets some time, ice time in Buffalo, I'd like to see how Alex Nealander does and Sam Reinhardt and all the and other Kyle young Ocoso, guys. And Kyle Ocoso yeah. in his first year as well. Exactly. Um, Honestly, Detroit, Boston, and Ottawa, I think they're going to be competing for a wild card. All of them are going to be in a yeah, very I think so tight too. race. They're, I think, neck neck. yeah, uh, I Leafs, agree with that, yeah. Leafs, um, 
they're going to finish dead last again. I think they're going to make some significant strides, though. And again, they're going to yeah. be a nice, fun, young team to watch. But I agree. Again, not, not playoff bound yet. I agree. Uh, I think that I think they'll be better than they were last year, but I don't yeah, think it, they'll. Last year was tough to. Yeah. Last year was tough to top. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just. I just don't think they'll. Um, I don't think they'll be. Um, I think they'll be improved, but I think they won't uh, be better than any of these teams yeah. that I just mentioned. Yeah, they're, they're not um, that. Although I do look forward to seeing Austin Matthews. Um, he yeah, looks, at least in the World Cup, we're he looks pretty good. going to have to get used to it because yeah. he's going to be probably burning us every night now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Burning, uh, burning myself. Right, we have, to, like, we have to at least try to be uh, somewhat subjective here. But, uh, yeah. I mean, objective. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Austin Matthews, uh, I, I'm going to root for the Leafs until they're, they win a cup. And then, <laughs> and then once they do, I'm ready to hate them full Yeah, you're, you're, you're just like, okay, win your cup, now shut yeah. up. And then, and then once they do, I'm just going to be like, all right, now shut up, you have your cup. Um, top three in Metro. This is a tough one. Yeah, this is a tough one. I guess, you, do you want to go central, first? Other than the Central, this is probably the toughest division yeah, in hockey I agree. right now. I agree with that. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to make it pretty much simple. Um, Washington Capitals, they're going to pick up where they left off. They're going to finish first. Uh, no surprise. Sam mm-hmm. Brayton, Holpe, even though he didn't play a single minute in the World Cup of Hockey, besides that preliminary game against the Americans, yeah. he's still Brayton, Holpe, until proven otherwise. And they still have some of the, the, uh, they still have the same core that they had last year. And, you know, going from a team that um, won the President's Trophy to a team that lost in six games in round two to the eventual Stanley Cup champions, with the, the majority of the court now back and probably extra motivated, I think that's going to be a very dangerous team. You know, once again in the playoffs, we'll see, but I, I, I like the Capitals' chances of, of taking the division this year. Um, I think Pittsburgh finishes second. Um but, it, again, it's it's going to be you, – you saw how close the race was for second and third spot. There wasn't too much separating um, the teams last year, like uh, the, the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins. They're all going uh, toe-to-toe for the most part for a while. And um, and the Islanders, they, they, um, they got the third – or did they – no, they, they got a wild-card spot, but yeah. – they, they they weren't they weren't too far behind the Rangers. I think they were a couple of points back. Yeah. So again, it's going to be a very tight race. I think Pittsburgh takes second. I think the New York Islanders will take third. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I think it's the Washington Capitals and the Penguins are going to be um, neck and neck throughout the year. Um, it is like the only reason I think the Capitals are going to win the division. Um, the only reason why I say that is because Holtby, we don't know what what's going to happen with Matt Murray um, and that whole situation with Flurry. I yeah. feel like that's going to affect the team a bit. Um, but again, they won a cup, so it's like, who are we to say? So they could they could uh, get the most points this uh, season too. I will say um, this about Pittsburgh: if there's one thing they have. Uh, that plays to their advantage is that 
if you're Pittsburgh right now, you have a solid yeah. plan A and Matt Murray going in. Yeah. Who is injured but will be back if he returns to form. Um, then they're in good hands. Marc-Andre Fleury, we all know what yeah. he's done uh, in the regular season. Pretty good regular season goaltender. Washington has Braden Holby, but they don't really have a solid plan B behind him. Yeah. And I think you saw a bit of it last year. I think he got overworked a little bit. That translated into the playoffs, and they got bounced in the second round, and I think fatigue started to settle in just a little bit. Yeah. So I think... The insurance factor, Braden Holtby, will be tested. I don't think Pittsburgh has to worry about that if the tandem stays the same. But True. if they're going to get something for Fleury, uh, they'll probably trade him at some point. But yeah, again, you might be right. I'm not going to we'll really talk about Fleury getting traded until it actually happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I guess for my third, uh, the person on the third is probably the Rangers. I think they made a, a lot of improvements in their uh, lineup with... Um, so Benajad and uh, Jimmy VC. Yeah, um, v- getting VC is huge. VC is huge. The Benajad is huge too, um, and um, I mean it is a little like they lost Yandel, but um, at the same time, you know they they're still like they still have Henrik Lundqvist, who's a good goalie. So um, yeah. If it's the age on their yeah. defense with Girardi and McDonough yeah. and Lundqvist starts to show, though, that's I think that's why I put the Islanders there slightly ahead. Yeah, I I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the Islanders are there too, but um, I think the Island, uh, I think I think just the Rangers have more experience. Um, yeah, and so that's why I decided to put them here, but. Um, okay. Yeah, it could it could very well be the Islanders there. Yeah, like you third. said, it's 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 a tough one to call. Exactly, it's a very tough one. To call. Um, as for the last team, I I'm gonna say either it's gonna be the Hurricanes or the Blue Jackets. I'm gonna say the Hurricanes because I think the Blue Jackets might actually be good this year, but um, I think the uh, Hurricanes um, they're just in a rebuild mode right now, so. Um, yeah. they're just gonna, like, they don't have Eric Stahl anymore, uh, they're just, you know, they're trying to find that identity now, um, now that they don't have Eric Stahl, so, um, and, and you look at, and yeah. you look at, you know, they, they were able to get a solid defensive prospect in Jake Bean last year, yeah. but they could have done a lot worse in the standings, they could have drafted a lot higher last year, and, and they, um, and they surprised a lot of people in the first half of the season. They were yeah, they were hanging around. Good. They weren't in the playoff spot. They were hanging around. Yeah. And they weren't, you know, you know, taking terribly or anything right. like that. They weren't losing their butt off. But yeah. uh, I don't think we're going to see this the same kind of whoa. This could actually this this team could actually give other playoff bound teams that are on the bubble. Right. They, they could actually give them a good run here. I don't think yeah. we're going to see that this year. I don't think we're going to see the same amount of progress. Again, a young team that's developing, um, no business to be in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have the Hurricanes? have them finishing dead last as well. Okay. Um, I think the Blue Jackets could be decent, but they'll probably be uh, with the Hurricanes in that. Um, now, um, who do you think finishes dead last in the East overall? Overall, uh, pro- probably the Hurricanes, I would say. Yeah, I'm going with Hurricanes too. Um. Which is fine because they get a top yeah. three pick. Now watch like the Hurricanes like win the division. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna win the division now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, our wild card picks. This is actually tough now that I think about yeah. it. 
Um, I do think the Bruins will eke it into the wild card. Um, but I, it's going to be tough when you have the Islanders, the Devils, the Flyers, um, the Canadians, the Red Wings, and the Senators all, <laughs> all who could also be in the wild card too. So, um, uh, I'm going to say, I guess it's like, I don't know how accountable I'll be. <laughs> I don't know if we'll look None back. Of our predictions yeah, in October exactly. are accountable right exactly, now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This um, is why we do this. I know, I know. Um, uh, all like right, I'm going to go. Dallas, just to put this into context, last year, remember everyone, I predicted Dallas to finish last in their division. Right. Look how that turned out. That's true, that's true. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't have remembered that anyways. <laughs> so. No, I do. I remember all the predictions that I got way yeah, wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure Buffalo is going to stink this year. Now I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Remember when I said Buffalo was going to be good? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and next year they're going to be good. Next yeah, year. and then they'll be good next year, and then we'll keep on talking and, about them. Like that. Um, I'm going to say Bruins, Bruins, and uh, Flyers. I think Flyers Woods will be my other team. Okay. I think because I think Flyers. We don't know if Ghost Bear will be. The like the same guy as he was last year, but yeah. I think um Ivan the same thing. He's on yeah. the way, and Provorov right is another guy. Um, yeah. I think they also uh, you know their offense with Voracek, Giroux, yeah. um, Simmons, um, and uh, Couturier. Um, you don't know what to expect from Brayden either. I mean, he has yeah. quietly Brayden a great Shin. year last year. Yeah, they um. They were, Do you think he can duplicate that this year? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, possibly. Um, I think they. Um, I don't know. I think they. Uh, they'll be good, though. Um, in terms of yeah, enough to make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, enough to make the playoffs. I would say. Yeah, I. I, I think. I think Profrov, like he's good defense prospect on yeah. the way, but Konechny, solid forward. But I don't yeah. think either are going to see guys time this year. Um, I thought Profrov might though, but yeah. Yeah, maybe Profrov. We'll see. Uh, I have Rangers, Red Wings. Okay. Um, but Detroit is really going to be pushing their luck this year throughout the year because you saw last year they needed help. I think uh, they needed a loss. I think it was – I don't know if it's they beat the Rangers or the Rangers lost, but they someone lost and they ended up getting a, uh, the playoff spots, and that was uh, in the final week of the regular season. So um, – the fact that they have an aging Cronwall, an aging Zetterberg, a bunch of young prospects coming up, but still a very young team. Mm-hmm. They're going to need Morazic to continue to play up to the uh, to the kind of. Uh, it, they're going to need Morazic to keep up his solid play, and they're going to need it for a full season now because I don't know what to expect from Jimmy Howard nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if he's anything more than a solid backup uh, or could be even traded, but. Um, I think Morazic, if there's one thing, if you're Detroit, I think you can tip your hat, uh, lean your hat on or hang your hat on is that I think we all know that Morazic is the go-to goalie now. Yeah, he's the goalie in the future sure. and he's proven it. Um, but again, it, it's just a matter of, you know, what what are you going to get from Dylan Larkin this year? Right. I, I expect Gustav Nyquist to have a better year than he did last year. It's um, you know, there are a bunch of other moving pieces and, uh, I, I think Joanne Franson is still on the team. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure he is, but 
hasn't really been the healthiest yeah. for the past couple of years as well. So that's think, a big question mark. Yeah. They, they, have, they have a lot of question marks to address, I think. I think Franz um, Nielsen I think, will be good for them. I, I think Franz Nielsen, they're going to lean on him heavily too. Yeah. Um, all right, that takes us to uh, which team will make it to the finals. Uh, did you? Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, two. T- uh, did you want to preview the Eastern Conference Final and who advances out of that, or just straight up who advances? What do you mean? Oh, you mean like preview the playoffs altogether? No, no. I mean just like the two teams left standing to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh. Uh, I mean, we could do that. I was just gonna say the one team, but. Okay, you can say the one team. That's fine. All right, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Lightning. Um, mm-hmm. As the finals, I could. I mean, I, I feel like the three big. As we'll get to the poll of the week, I feel like the three big Eastern Conference teams are the Lightning, the Penguins, and the Capitals. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if any of those three teams make it to the finals. But I think the Lightning. Um, this is their year to uh, really make that push and go to the finals again. Um, I don't know it if they'll win. But me if they did, they have, yeah. they, have a, they have the team to do it. I don't know if they'll win the cup, but I think um, I you see think them coming out. And I just, I just see them. I feel like they're the most complete team of the of the yeah. team of the Eastern Conference team. So that's a fair statement. Yeah. Uh, Tampa, Washington. I, I have Washington winning. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Washington's and, and I, also I pretty complete. If, too. I don't know if I predicted this at the start of the year or yeah. if it was pre- previewing the actual yeah. playoffs, but I had this matchup and I had Washington yeah. winning. So I just. I just don't know, like, the thing with Washington is, it's really, their season, they should be starting being judged by their season in, yeah. you know, during the playoffs, because, like, we know that they're good in the regular season, but they never make it to the playoffs. Um, I don't think they've even made it to the conference finals, so um, that's why I'm hesitant for Washington, but... You know, we'll see. Haven't made it to the conference finals in a while, that's for sure. Yeah, um, and they'll always have to. They'll probably have to play the Penguins in the quarterfinals, where Tampa Bay will pro- likely have an easier road. So um, that may have an effect too. So again, it, yeah. playoff matchups. We, uh, if, if so much can happen in the True. playoffs, we don't know who's well, going to so face can up happen against in the you. Season. You could have a matchup that you don't <laughs> yeah. want. You're going to get right off the bat. Yeah. Well, so much can Again, happen lot, in the season, too, but yeah, you're, you're right. We're, Anything we're just going with what we see on paper right now. True, this true. Is... That's a good point, yes. Um, all right, number five, uh, our last question for this. Um, a surprise team or player in each division? I already said my surprise team, but... Um, I don't think I said mine, though. Okay, go. What's your, who's your surprise team? Columbus. I think they're okay. going to be a wild card contender. Uh, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to be better than they were last yep. year. Um, I liked what I saw from Bobrovsky. Defense is still suspect and probably yeah. will be until they get some help. But I think if they learn Tortorella's playing style, I think this team is is going to show signs yeah. that they'll be a playoff team. In the yeah, I agree. Year. I think Columbus will be better um, or will surprise people. I think they will also um, be... Um, uh, but I yeah I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. Another yeah, I, team, I, I, it's the same thing with New yeah. Jersey. Like great goaltending, yeah. pretty uh, pretty yeah. interesting offense, right. but defense is 
Yeah, it was not something you really want to bet the farm on. I was just know? about to mention, I think another team we should look out for is New Jersey. Um, yeah. Corey Schneider is probably the best goalie in the in the league. Um, and he probably just, will continue to prove yeah. himself to be that way. The it's problem just, is it's just the problem is his team is yeah. His defensemen are not that good. But yeah, they have Taylor Hall. They have but they have Taylor Hall. They have um I think Henry, they got another Kim guy. Larry. Adam Henrique. Um Pavel Zaka is probably gonna be who's gonna be our my surprise player, I feel like. Um, Landy will in be an interesting one to watch yeah, too. I he think, had some sniffs in the NHL last year. I think Pavel Zaka is gonna be good um for the uh, Devils. I know he's gonna be a rookie, but I think he'll be good. Um also whoever's on the as for my surprise player on the, in the uh, Metro, I think it's whoever's going to be on that line with Taylor Hall and Adam Henrique. I think that's going to be, uh, I think right now it's Kyle Palmari, but it could be Smith, Devante Smith-Pelly or Bo Bennett. Um, but yeah, my, my, any my of those three, I feel like those guys, I feel like Taylor Hall and Adam Henrique have like a chemistry going on because they were on the yeah, same. They were, I think I mentioned league, before right? they were, they were teammates yeah. in Windsor in the OHL, and they won two Memorial Cups back to back. Well, they played with each other before. And I, th- yeah, so I think um, I think those guys. Uh, so whoever is the third guy on that line is going to be um, someone who's going to surprise people. Um, yeah. yeah, and I also think- Pavel Zaka. So basically, anyone on the Devils is going to be under radar kind of person. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to continue with that. I'm actually going to say Taylor Hall himself is going to be okay. the surpri- player to watch. The I don't know if that counts, that. though, because he's yeah, I, already, he, like, everyone knows he's good, you know. Well, <laughs> that's like, true, but, I mean, it, he played his first 82-game season last year, 26 goals and 65 points. He did that on a team where RNH played 55 games. McDavid, yeah. as we know by now, season shortened by injury, played in just 45. Everlay played in 69 games. Nail Yakupov played in 60 games, only scored eight goals and 23 points. And yet, despite all that, he scored, Taylor Hall scored 65 points. Right. If he can do that on a talented, banged-up Oilers team, it'll be interesting to see what he does for his debut year in New Jersey. Right. Um, all right, I guess that's it for our Eastern Conference preview. Although, uh, did, did you have a surprise player in the Atlantic as well? Oh, right, right. Um, did I have... I don't, I think, oh no, I think I just said that I think t- Toronto's going to be better than people think they are, so people are going to be excited for like Mitch Marner, Nylander, and Matthews, I, I, but, yeah, um, I, I, but I did yeah. tell them that they were going to be last <laughs> in the Atlantic, so I don't know, I wouldn't, I, I mean, I guess my surprise team would be Buffalo, um, well, yeah, you have him as a playoff team. I would imagine that would be as, as close but, to a surprise. Uh, but more that. specifically, I think Sam Reinhart makes that leap. Um, okay. He was a good. He was good last year, but I expect him to be even better this year. So I get, I would say Sam Reinhart. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. going with Austin Matthews. I mean, we all yeah. know how good he is, but I don't think people understand just how good he's going to be in his first year. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I saw that play he made in the World Cup. I think it was against... Uh, I think it was against Russia that he pulled that out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was against Russia. Uh, Russia or Sweden, either way, just like from his knees to make a play like that and maintain his balance and, and, yeah. and to set up a huge goal. Um, shot from Riley, he's just wide open, tips it in. 
I mean, you have to see it to believe the kind of talent that this guy possesses. And I think I, 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 I'm not going to really put, um, you know, the sky's the limit kind of reputation, but 60 to 70 points, 25 goals season. I think that's, I think that's perfectly uh, plausible for a guy like Austin Matthews in his rookie year. I, I, mm. I really think we, we, I, I think we know how good he is, but until we see it for ourselves, we're, we're just really going to be blown away by the stuff that yeah. some of the stuff that this kid can do. And um, I'm sure I think Mitch Marner is going to be good too. So um, he'll, he'll, he'll probably have a good year too. So um, yeah, those two players. Um, so that takes us to our poll of the week, which we kind of answered, I guess, but so who's going to have the most points in the Eastern conference was our poll of the week question. Um, I had, so Capitals, Penguins, Lightning were the three choices, and then I had an other option. Uh, Capitals get 38% of this. Uh, 21 people voted, so that was good. Um, 24% picked the Penguins, uh, 19% picked the Lightning, and 19% said other. Um, they didn't say who the others were, but... Let's just assume they picked Florida. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Florida. Um, um, which, yeah, which Capitals did, which, won. What did you pick? Just curious. Um, I didn't vote in this, but I would probably... I'm going to say it's going to be the Lightning. Um, I pick Capitals, actually. Okay. I think, they'll, I think they'll be the best team again. Yeah, I think the, the Capitals have a good chance, but I think the light since the Lightning are in the worser worser division. That's yeah, right. that's true too, yeah. Um I think they have the better chance to yeah. get more points. You're, you're right, the Metro teams are probably gonna yeah, be realistically terrible. speaking, yeah. Um Yeah. Okay. Um Okay. So we're going to the rapid fire. Um we didn't really talk about the Bruins that much, but uh the Canada in the Canada Europe um, World Cup, uh, the Bruins kind of dominated. Uh, no big deal. Um, yeah, so uh, the Canada won in two games, as we predicted last week. Um, I, I, I kind of expected that there was going to be one game where Europe was going to like give Canada a scare, and that happened to yeah. be the second game. Um, Chara scored early in the first period. Uh, Canada didn't look that great from the first and the second period. And in the third period, they came back with a, a guy I like to call uh, Patrice Bergeron. And then um, and then a little later, Brad Marchand uh, does his pesty ways and uh, wins the uh, gets the golden goal for you guys. Um, if it wasn't for the Bruins, I don't think uh, there would be a goal in the game. So... Um, you're welcome, Canada. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, no, it was a uh, it was a it was a good um, it was a good tournament, I would say. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you have other reactions? I mean, it's it yeah, seems like, uh, like yeah. Uh, when we recorded the last podcast, right. the game was going on. Sweets, we said Sweden was actually leading Team Europe, so we had no idea this would be a when we were talking weekly, yeah. we'd be saying Team Europe versus Team Canada in the final. Right. Um, while Sweden lost in overtime 
again, it didn't really surprise me because Yaroslav Halak was being Yaroslav Halak, and he was a giant killer. Stopped 37 of 39 shots against the Swedes. Um, that quick burst of speed that I mentioned that burned uh, Team Sweden when they were playing the North Americans. The Tatar overtime winner on Henrik Lundqvist was a classic example. Um, yeah. Say what you will if it was a kicking motion or not, but it's a bang-bang play. The puck goes off Henrik's pad right on Tatar's skate. I mean, it's, in my opinion, an inadvertent kicking motion. I'm sure Swedish fans would disagree with me. But, right. <laughs> uh, again, that speed kills, and, and we saw a classic example there. Um, so, Team Canada versus Team Europe, it didn't really surprise me. They were going to go toe-to-toe in a best-of-three. Uh, in each of those two games, Europeans got 33 shots on goal. And, um, again, they had the Canadians contained for the better part of 57 minutes in that second game. But, again, you need a complete 60-minute effort to beat the Canadians. And they showed every single one of their doubters why in that second game. Three minutes of hockey was all they had to win the game. That's all they needed. They went out. They got it done. And it's just the simple things they did right. Shot from the blue line by Brent Burns. Some traffic in front of Halak. Clever redirect by Bergeron ties the game. Doughty takes a penalty. Europeans have a great chance to tie the series, win the game. Taves comes in shorthanded. Solid draw pass to Marshawn. Yeah. Snipes it past a lot. Game over. Yep, and Marshawn. It's, it's just those little plays yeah, that Canada sure. does so well, and, and they've showed us why they are still the best team. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it wasn't surprising. Canada had the best offense, best defense, and best goalie um, throughout the entire tournament. Um I'll, I'll give Team Europe credit, though. Yeah. It, it would be fu- it would be funny to see Team Europe force him into uh, yeah. a deciding game three just to see what would happen. Although part of me I says thought... be what you wish for, uh, <laughs> uh, but I thought be, there was it would a... be interesting yeah. if if Team Europe pulled off this upset and beat Team Canada. Yeah, they would be as as Kopitar says in his hashtag, no past and no future. Right, the team that been assembled for the first time and the only time. Yeah, if that was the team to beat Team Canada, I mean, <laughs> you, I think you can still call Team Canada the best because the only team that was able to solve them doesn't even exist anymore. Right. I think it's. I think these like this experiment of like Team Europe and Team North America were like the best part of this World Cup. Yeah. And I hope the NHL brings them back, but do you think there's um, any chance though? There is. Wait, I I just had one other point though. Okay. Um, is that. I think like it's like there's something to be said for like like guys like like Slovenia, Norway, Slovakia, um, I think them uh, Germany, Switzerland. Switzerland. Those those countries are never gonna make it to the Olympic. Like they're never gonna be in a gold medal game. Exactly. But then when you like combine all these guys together, you know they're like. Oh, we actually have a chance to win something, and I think that's really cool. Um, and I think that's actually probably why they were like they actually cared a bit more than other uh, players, because you know, like USA is just like, all right, this isn't the real thing. You know, we have North America teams. That's like, you know, North America is more like we're just young. We don't really care as much either. We're inexperienced. And then, you know, Canada may care because they are the host city. But I felt like Team Europe cared the most of all the countries. Um, Russia and, you know, Russia, Czech Republic, USA, they were all, like, saying, like, 
all right, let's wait till the Olympics and then we'll get serious kind of thing. So um, there's something to be said for uh, Europe and their effort. Um, it's just Canada was too good. <laughs> I think they just, yeah. I think as Kopitar said many times, they just lived in the moment because they yeah. didn't know what was going to happen uh, going forward. They knew they didn't have a- any any kind of previous reputations hang their hat on. It was just yeah. go out there, play, have fun, see what happens. And yeah. I mean, it's just going to be sad if if make if making if making the World Cup final. Heck, if even on the off chance they won the World Cup, I don't even know if that's going to be enough. And that's the sad part. Right, is because this team showed they could hang around with the best of them, and just a one shot deal they missed. They didn't win it all, and they're done. And yeah. it, 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 I feel bad for Kopitar because he said on Twitter, "I don't. Um, I took massive pride in wearing this jersey. Possibly more pride than any other jersey I put on in my career. Yeah. Because it That's really so meant something to him to be a yeah. part of this melting pot of guys from various countries, just all playing yeah. for one goal." Yeah, I think um, I think if the NHL was smart, they should bring those two teams back. Because those yeah. were the best part, the Europe and North America. Because those were the best parts of those teams of, of the of the tournament. But um, who knows if that's going to actually happen? Because of what they're saying, it makes it seem like they're not going to do it. Uh, if, if, they, if they don't, I think it proves that it was kind of gimmicky to begin yeah. with. But I, I think now that you have this as a fixture, and if you know people are going to see this, I think yeah. keeping the parts. Uh, of the tournament that make this tournament unique, I think you've got to have that. And Team Europe versus North Team North America, that's what made this tournament unique. And and yeah. Team Europe showed that not only is it not only was it a, maybe a gimmick that they even became a team, but they proved they can hang around with the very best, and they actually almost beat the best. True. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so the uh, the game winning goal was a Brad Marchand. Uh, he uh, he actually just got paid by the Bruins uh, the I think day before. before. He scored that goal too. Yeah, the day before. Um, eight years, uh, six point one two five annual million annual average value. Um, uh, also, a no movement clause. I think I already had him in my expansion draft, anyways. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he has a no movement clause. Um, I I like this deal. He is definitely a Bruins for life. The only thing that worries me is he's not going to be worth $6 million, um, at the end of this contract. Eight years, I feel like, is a bit too long. Um, he's going to—he's 28 right now, um, so we have the Bruins have him for uh, until he's like 36. Um, so he is—I do think he'll uh, be able to maintain his career year last year. If there was any indication, he was— he was pretty good um, in the World Cup, so I think um, he's definitely earned it. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm more worried about the years um, when that happens. But that's yeah. that's like five years down the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it, yeah. I, I certainly think with the year like with the tournament that he had, uh, yep. I mean, only Sidney Crosby scored more points than him, and he and was on their Marshawn line. Marshawn was just. Yeah. Uh, Marshawn is just two uh, behind him for the overall tournament lead. And he five was on the line. Six game, five goals in six games, yeah. too. That's the key part. 
Yeah. And and uh, he, he looked really good with Bergeron, too. So I think after the season he had last year, after the yeah. tournament that he had, the Bruins would be crazy to not sign him. Yeah, I, I mean, he, even if it's for his longer term, I, I he's worth keeping around for Boston. Yeah. And I, I think right now, if you're a Boston fan, you're happy. I Five am. years down the road, we'll yeah. see. But Can't confirm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Bruins. So now that means that uh, Pasternak, Spooner, um, and I think uh, Colin Miller, no, Joe Morrow, are all going to be RFAs. So that's what the Bruins have to deal with now. But Yeah, probably um, Pasternak and Spooner will, will probably Yeah, They'll sign. Well, they're going to be RFAs. But, uh, right. So they'll, it's not like it's a little different than UFAs. Yeah. But, um, still, um, I would like those guys to be signed. Um uh, I was debating on putting that in the Bruins send segment, but I feel like that was big news this week. So no, no, it's, it's I figured good, I yeah. should put that in there. Uh, the Preds extend Laviolette for two years. Um, this is a good move. It makes sense. Um, we'll talk about the Preds next week, but um, yeah, I think Laviolette is is a good hire for them. Um, yeah, worth keeping around too. Yeah. I mean, first two seasons. Goes 88, 52, and 24 last year. Yeah. 41, 27, 14. A wild card team, a and solid wild card team. And now and they have one PK. Game, one game away from reaching the Western Conference Final. Remember that. And they also have PK now. So yeah, um, they have a good young. Them. They have a good young team. Yeah. Uh, and Roman Yossi is also good too. So um, yeah, well, I think they'll 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 they'll, they'll be good. Um, and it's also weird too, considering that Barry Trotz, our old coach, is now on the cap, is now coaching the Capitals, and he's equally as good. So they've yeah, been lucky I, I, in the I don't coach know how much department. Uncertainty there was when Trotz left, and yeah. you know what they're going to expect from Lavi. It's turned out really well so far. Yeah, there's um, yeah, they've lucked out in the coach department because I think Trotz was their first coach ever. Well, definitely and their then, longest serving. Yeah, and I think Laviolette, yeah, Laviolette was their second ever coach too. So. Um, Shaw suspended three preseason games for, uh, instigating, um, yeah, like he was in a fight with, uh, I think it was the Buffalo Sabres, right? Uh, no, it was the Capitals. Oh, I right, believe Capitals. what happened is Jay Beagle kind of, I don't know if it was a slew yep. foot or something, but he did something Shaw didn't like. There was right. no call. And then later he hits Connor Hops from behind. Um, and uh, then he gets into a fight. Then he instigates the crowd, actually. Yeah. As someone's trying to punch him in the face, he, he just he does like a Chris Neal, just try to get the crowd fired yeah. up as that's happening, too. See, but yeah. I think it was a combination of the hit and his gestures after it. But, yeah. See, this um, is why I don't know. The legal incident yeah. on Shaw, he wasn't penalized for it, by the yeah. way. See, this is why I don't know if the uh, Canadians will make it to the playoffs. Just because I like this is you know this was their big pre this was their big off season get and um, you know besides Shea Weber of course besides Shea Weber well I mean I mean in terms of like free agency kind of things but like you know he you know and, and he he just like does something like this in the preseason game you know it's like it reminds me of David Clarkson a couple yes. of years ago. With yeah. like you know hitting them it's with a, you know and comes off the bench yeah and Kessel starts hitting him with a stick yeah. and whatnot so um yeah. or like he defends Phil Kessel uh, from John Scott but like so 
I'm not sh- and like also the rattle off move is a little weird too. I don't know if Shea Weber is as good as PK Subban, so that's why I'm I'm not sure if Montreal got better this year. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not a great start for uh, Andrew Shaw in the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I'll uh, pretty much echoing your words right there. Yeah. But yeah, it's you're right. Definitely not the the start. Um, to the year that Andrew Shaw is probably hoping for. I, I think preseason, that would be a good opportunity to kind of get his game on track, you know, get some momentum going and, you know, you're idle for three games and that, 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 that might uh, just delay your progress a little bit. But um, I, I think, you know, if you probably ask a guy like Andrew Shaw, you know, he's, he's, he's probably going to defend his actions. I mean, uh, right. he, 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 he sounds like a guy that, that, that won't back down from, from any fight. He's, he's not afraid to fight anybody. Uh, but, eh, you know, it, again, it's, it's, it's preseason, three preseason mm-hmm. games. If, if it, if it was, if it was a serious matter that the NHL would drop the hammer, they would include some regular season games in there too. But it's, instead it's only three preseason. But it's still so, alarming though, in a way. But yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's definitely, definitely for a Montreal Canadiens fan, not the first thing you want to see from a guy that, you're, that you signed to a six-year extension after getting him in a trade from Chicago. So. True, true. Um, all right. Um, uh, it looks like Hampus Lindholm and Nikita Kucherov are holding out from camp. Um, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. So Hampus Lindholm, Nikita Kucherov, we talked about Rasmus Ristolainen um, in the beginning, um, and Johnny Goudreau. Those are all guys who still haven't been signed, um, and they're RFAs, so, um, it's a little, uh, I don't know what's going on now. It's, it's now time to worry if I was one of these teams, but, um, I do think that they'll all get signed eventually, but, um, you and never they know. they could all be signed by the time this podcast is out, you never yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, you never know with, with us, yeah. Um, but yeah, they they said that uh, both Hampus Lindholm and Nikita Kucherov both put out a statement saying, "Yeah, we're holding out until we're we're signed." Um, so we'll see what happens. At least Lindholm's you know working on Sweden. I don't know what Kucherov is doing until he gets a new deal. Right. Um, yeah, we don't know, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, it's kind of interesting, though. the Kucherov situation yeah. uh, doesn't drag on as long as the Drouin one did. Yeah, no, I, I don't think Stevie Y needs any more gray hair than he's I was about done. to say, I, like, Stevie Y has been in, like, such a <laughs> crazy year the past, well, not a crazy year, but a crazy past two years with, yeah. like, Drouin, this Martin St. Louis mess, um, yeah. all this Stanco uh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, he probably doesn't like this now, but, um, we'll see. Um, Dennis Seidenberg is to the Islanders. Um, hold on. I had the, uh, amount here. So it's one year, $1 million. I, I like this move. Um, he played well in the, in t- for team Europe. Um, I think it's, he's going to be like a, he, the reason why the Bruins are, he wasn't as good on the Bruins the past couple of years was just because he was given more ice time um, than he should have. And I think that's um, 
that made it. At this stage in his career, yeah. he's, he's a solid exactly. guy to round out your defensive yeah, four. He's, but he's not like your. He's not, top he's not like a top pairing guy anymore. He should be in yeah. your you know bottom six, um, or your you know your bottom pair, but. Um, and he's got playoff experience. He's played so, in 69 playoff yeah, games, which is I think, something that, you know, the, the Islanders yeah. team prior to last year, they didn't have too much of. Yeah, so I think he's like a good depth defenseman now. So uh, I think um, this could work out for them if they use him correctly. Yeah. Um, and that's the same for uh, Kyle Quincy, who got one a one-year, one million, and 1.2 million. Yeah, slightly um, from, more than Dennis. Okay. From uh, from the Devils. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, I think from what I remember, is he was decent on Detroit, but um, yeah, he's uh, he's also he's now on New Jersey for a bit, so that could work out for them too. We'll see. See, it's gonna be interesting more to see what happens with Devils and Kyle yeah. Quincy because you look at Detroit. You know they have Cronwell, they have Mike Green, a young Alexei Marchenko. The Devils have, gee, I can't remember who on defense, but uh, he's probably gonna be, he's probably gonna be a top four guy. And the question is, is he a top four guy? And is he gonna be an effective in that top four role? If that's right. the case, I mean, eleven points in forty seven games. That's that's decent. Uh, that's what he did last year with Detroit. I think he's a sold ad if you're looking for a depth guy. But even at the age of 31, I don't know if he's a top four. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's see. Um, also, I don't know why we have this here. This probably is a little bit more important news than Seidenberg and Quincy. But whatever. James Schwartz is out four weeks. Um yeah, he, yep. uh, he injured his left elbow during uh, training camp practice, originally listed as day-to-day, but um, less than 24 hours later, the club made an injury update announcement. Uh, that's when we heard the grim news. He's going to miss at least four weeks. He'll be reevaluated then. Last year, a broken right ankle forced Schwartz to miss 49 regular season games. Last year, he played in 20 playoff games and scored 14 points. Well, right. So a tough start to the year for Jaden Schwartz and the St. Louis Blues on that front. Um, yeah, so that takes us to, yeah, I think Jane Schwartz is actually pretty good, um, so that definitely hurts the Blues, but, um, it's only four weeks, so there's still some time for him, um, to get back. Um, alright, so that takes us to the Bruins Sen segment, um, I don't think there was too much Sen's news for you, but the Bruins, uh, PTO, Christian Erhoff. Um, he is... I think they found Seidenberg's replacement. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a PTO, so he hasn't gotten a contract yet. But I like this move mostly just because it is a PTO. Um, yeah. like, you know, I love PTOs, by the way. Um, like, if it if it doesn't work out, no worry, no harm, it's no foul. You don't have to You don't have to sign him to a contract. But if it does work out, then you sign him to a contract, and you, you know it's probably for cheap. So, um, so I do like PTOs, and I think that you do make that risk for um, for us on the Bruins line. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I the only thing is is that the Bruins like they say that they're going to try to get guys like Colin Miller, Joe Morrow. Um, some time, like Tory Crew, some time, 
yeah. on the defense. But if you're going to sign a guy, if you're going to PTO a guy like Christian Aroff, you have John Michael Isles and uh, Adam McQuaid and Zidane Oshara, who are all older older guys. I don't know. You like? Are we going with young defensemen, or are we like you know? Are we just going with veteran guys who may have lost a step? Um, so that's the only worry I that's really have is like. Gap. Is what's their strategy here? I'm not really sure, um, yeah. but we'll see. I guess uh, he one hasn't officially signed. One of the reasons I didn't predict they make PTO. the playoffs this year. What? One of the reasons I predicted they weren't making the playoffs. Right, because of their defensive situations. Yeah, okay. don't blame me for that. Um, but I, I'm still, I they're still looking, remain they're, optimistic. They're, they're looking decent yeah. in the preseason. I know it's preseason. Yeah, but I still, I still remain optimistic about them. But yeah, um, we'll see. Um, regarding regarding yeah. the sense, uh, just yeah, quickly, go, Clark go, MacArthur sense. posted on Instagram an update on his recovery. I heard somewhere if he passed a baseline test, uh, there was a chance he would play in Tuesday's preseason game. I'm not holding my breath on that. Um, I, I I think if I get, if you give it a couple of weeks, you know, maybe best case scenario, he's back in the lineup. I think they they take their time with Clark, but the fact that. You know, he's, he's back training and trying to get back on the ice and doing the baseline tests after, you know, just taking his time to recover from the his collision with Leonard um, almost two full years ago. I mean, that's that to me is promising that he's he's back training, he's back on the ice, you know, especially after the way after he looked uh, at that hit, uh, after that hit he took from Patrick Seeloff, who, by the way, he called it a hockey hit and just a hockey play, so MacArthur's taking that in stride. He's not really holding anything against Pat Seeloff, fortunately for Pat Seeloff, but um, the, the fact that he's doing all of this stuff so soon, less than a week after uh, that scary sight at uh, a training camp scrimmage, I think that's rather promising news. Um, so, uh, on, in that sense, um, that's some good news to report for Ottawa. Also, after four preseason games, again, preseason, they're 2-0-2. Uh, I really liked Mike Hoffman in that third game against Montreal, uh, especially that overtime snipe that was gorgeous. Uh, Phil Veroni, huge four-point night against the Leafs. Uh, on that first of two Hoffman goals against Montreal, made a sweet um, pass uh, between one of the Canadians' defenders' legs right on Hoffman's stick. Uh, perfectly executed. I like what Veroni has brought. Matt Pumple, also in that Montreal game, he showed uh, uh, some good signs as well. So uh, those three individuals, Hoffman, Veroni, and Pumple, I've liked what they brought in the first four preseason games. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do throughout the year. And uh, just quickly, that um, that Belleville Senators experiment, apparently it's approved, and they will be getting a hockey team, should be in time for the 2017-2018 season. So Belleville uh, will have um, some uh, noteworthy hockey at the Yardman Arena for years to come, it sounds like. All right. Um, so uh, follow us on Twitter, Laysome Podcast, um, or like our Facebook page at Laysome Up Podcast, or just Laysome Up. Um, SoundCloud, uh, which is what you're probably listening to on right now, uh, is just lay some up podcast and our iTunes subscribe to our iTunes and rate us, um, at least some up. Um, I'm Brett Dubuff. 
I'm Steve Ellsworth. We'll talk again when we preview the Western Conference in episode 47 of the Lace Up Podcast.